This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. Speaking of the exact opposite, Ramon, today we have a guest, don't we? We do indeed on the line. I think he hails from Queens, New York. Let's listen. That's correct. Marcine Godlewski. Yes, hi, Don. Say his last name, Ramon. Godlewski. Gesundheit. Uh, so Marcin is a coaching student. That count as a joke, by the way. Yeah, so. Well, no, no, oh, no? Okay, no, no. We have to get people have to get their money's worth on this stuff we do here. They're not paying for it, are they? <laughs> yes, it's free. That's so right. They're, they're getting uh, they're getting ripped off. So uh, they should be. <laughs> we should be paying them to listen to this baloney. That's what we should. Let's start with the headlines of the day, shall we? Sure. I don't know if you heard this, Ramon, but the TSA, you know, our lovely friends down at the TSA. Oh, yeah. They have improved. There were some complaints about the pat-down technique. Did you hear about that? That's shocking to hear. Mm -hmm. They've improved it. Now it includes a candlelight dinner. Mm. (laughs) That's how it's done, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you pay for on this podcast. That's right. Worthless infotainment is what I like to call it. So, Marcin, how are you today? I am great. No, no complaints. Now, Marcin, again, he me. made the mistake of calling me on a Wednesday morning. You know what that leads to? You're going to get a lot of people calling you on a Wednesday morning just to be on this fine, <laughs> fine they podcast. want to be famous? Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Marcin, we'll see. And he says to me, he goes, by the way, Jeremy has a booth down the hall. Yes, he's got the one down there. Yeah. Did you know it looks like there's a homeless guy sleeping in his – did you see all that he's pile got, of, He's got uh, hoodies and backpacks right. and coffee. Coming. I'm worried about him. Is he, does he do the same job you do? He does, but not, not nearly – Not as fancy not as I do. Not as fancy. Not as many sound effects, well, that's, that's for sure. That's the thing that sets us apart is our sound effects. So um, what was I going to say? Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so – uh, oh, he calls in, and then he says to me, this Marcin guy here, he says to, from Queens, he says, hey, if I say something stupid on the show, can we edit it out? Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's no. what makes it great. That goes on the best of uh, We keep best the comedy fresh. It's all live. Okay. I'm, I'm in trouble. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be trouble afoot. Don't worry about that. So, Marcin, you had some questions. You know, we talk about real estate here, but we'll take questions on any topic. But he had a question. What do you want to talk about, Marcin? Sure. So, so I have an appointment next Tuesday, and I ha- I, uh, the seller has a mixed-use property here in Queens. It's a two-family on top building, and it has a store on the bottom. So mm-hmm. Maybe I would need some help with, like, uh, how would you go about doing a, CM- a CMA on it? Now, as Arizonans, we don't know much about these mixed-use properties. We talked about one last week. Did we? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, but she was from Queens also. Correct. All these people from Queens. Now, what is the lot dimension on this, Marcy? Believe it or not, it's only 18 by 100. 
So the whole lot is 18 feet wide. <laughs> now, the odd part of that is Ramon's master bedroom is wider than 18 feet. I think I'm wider than 18 feet <laughs> Ramon, at some in some days, is wider I, than 18 I can't, feet. I can't wrap my head around what that even would look like. I, I, I will tell you this. I, I We do these VIP days. So, so guys like Marcin will come out and spend a day with me. We try to have a breakthrough and get them to the next level. And then we go out, you know, we go out for sushi, and at the end of the sushi, I had to unbutton my pants, and uh, that's how I got kicked out of the place. But that's another story. But I was 18 feet wide when I got out. It was uh, too much, too much of a good thing. So um, it's like, but China, you know, a half an hour later, you're hungry. This you is know the difference true. between Mexican food and Chinese food. Is this going to be a politically correct answer? Yeah. Well, okay. you eat Chinese food, a half an hour later you're hungry. And if you eat Mexican food, a half an hour later you wish you had eaten Chinese food. <laughs> That's how it works. How dare you speak like that? How you dare you? In, in Arizona? Are you, your Vince last name words. is Hispanic-ish. Yeah, you're a, you're a real-life Latino. I am a Latino. You are a Latino. Mm-hmm. Okay. He drives a hopper. Do you drive a hopper? A lowrider. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. So, uh, Marcin, uh, 18 feet wide by 100 feet long. Is that the lot oh, size? That is correct, 18.33. And then the square footage of the building upon it is roughly how much? 17 by 55. Well, the square footage is how much? Oh, oh square footage. Um, give me one second. Oh, now, here, we're going to do math on the air. When, whenever we okay, do so math, let's do a little math music, shall yeah. we? Math, math is so much fun, so much fun for everyone. Math. Yeah, math. Math. See, doesn't that make the dead air go by quicker? It's, it's uplifting. I enjoy it. It's peppy and fun, yeah. That's I enjoy fun. the long, uncomfortable pauses. Peppy and fun. Okay. Um, so, so the lot... Well, actually, total so square, square footage, footage of the building is what I'm asking. Building. So it's 935 one floor, and two floors is going to be 1870. That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. He's doubled the. He doubled it. So it's basically two hotel rooms stacked on top of each other. So the. Um, uh, here's what we do know. All and and the rough value of it in round numbers would be ish. How much? Max, max price, mm -hmm. I would say 1.2. Okay. So that tells me that the building is worth nothing. If it burned down tomorrow, nobody would notice. All the value is in that long, skinny, shoestring-shaped lot. Yeah. Right? That is correct. Well, the income is there. So that, that's the income. So the uh, mixed use, what was the use of the bottom floor when it was – so it was, it's a business downstairs and, a, and like a liquor store downstairs and a house upstairs. That was last time it was – and it is vacant currently, correct? That's correct. Okay. So what was the business downstairs previously? Uh, the owner had a, some grocery store, but they closed it down. It a small business. Because of the riots. Um, well, I don't know if those the riots, but they closed it down because he's older, older now. They don't want to deal with it. Um, and they tried to rent it, but they tried to get too much money for the for it, so it never rented out after that. 
Well, do you know what he was asking for rent that was too much? I, yeah, he was asking 4700 in 2019. Okay. So uh, now this is a theory. I'm going to talk about something I don't know about. So I'm going to pretend uh, as if I knew about it, okay? But nobody's going to be faked out because I already told you I don't know about it. So mixed use in where I live is very, very uncommon. But I have a feeling that it's a bad idea to predict what the use would be for the next person who owns it. So it would be possible. Um, I'm assuming there's no elevator. It has upstairs stairs to, to the upper That's level. Correct. So somebody could reconfigure that and make it single use, all commercial, so that somebody could have the upstairs of their little clothing shop upstairs and downstairs, right? That's correct. It could also be reconfigured so the whole thing is residential, downstairs and upstairs. That's correct. So I think you would benefit the seller by marketing that as residential only and maybe in the remarks mention that it has been mixed use previously, which they would know if, if, if they came and saw it. But it's on a busy street, so anybody who's interested in mixed use would would know that could be done because right next door there's probably a bookstore downstairs and a thing up and a residence upstairs, right? That's correct. So the goal is to have as many people know it's for sale as possible, and there are more people looking for a residence than there are for mixed use. So I think if you advertise it as residential and just mention that it has been mixed use in the past, you'd probably get more money. Does that sound right to you, Marcin? Uh, yeah, it has, it has sense. And you, li- and, and you have lived in a mixed use property, is that true? Yes, I have. Your family had a, had a liquor store downstairs and you living upstairs. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. What other questions do you have about that property? Um, so well, I enjoy coffee. Folgers. Way to go. Um, so Mike Wait a minute. We have a song for that, don't we? Have a oh, he just mentioned coffee, it right now. Coffee too. break. Yeah. Coffee break sound effect we like to do. I'm going to enjoy it. You notice how we turn up the volume for the commercials? Just we like crank them. Our, it's like real TV. Oh, it wakes people up in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You, you know you changed me from Toaster's Coffee to Folgers Coffee? Which brand were you on before? Toast, toasters. Toasters? That's actually a small kitchen appliance. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, um, I don't even have it anymore. I don't know. Something like that. But he hmm. changed me to Folgers. You not, made not him bad. switch to Folgers. Yeah, and he'll never go back. Never that's, go back. We have right. got to contact them to sponsor maybe this we podcast. Should, maybe we should start getting so. paid for this baloney we do. I mean, the uh, good quality plugs we give. It's good. So, uh, um, so, so if when you do a CMA on site, because there's not a lot of properties in the area like this, honestly. Um, so would you go by... When you when you say there's not a lot of properties like that, you mean the mixed-use thing? In in this particular, it, it's on the busy street, but for some reason there's only five houses that are like that mixed-use. But um, would you go by cap rate? Because the no. cap rate on this, no. No, that's easy. Not. No, because... Uh, the busy street appeals to the guy who's or the person who's going to want to do the mixed use thing or all retail, right? Retail. 
Well, and it could be a lawyer's office. It could yeah. be um, an accountant. It could be many things. So the busy street would appeal to certain certain folks. People. Although I, I'm guessing that it's not like there's a whole bunch of parking, right? No parking. So there's no parking. parking. So really, the busy street isn't that much of an advantage if there's no parking other than the signage. That is correct. So really, the advantage you'd have it, it would be better for the lawyer, the CPA, or somebody like that that's going to use it for a business if it wasn't on a busy street and it was on a on a street that had parking. Although really, in Queens, there is no parking. Cars should be <laughs> illegal in Queens. Yeah, it's getting harder and harder. So you uh, take it. I guess the people would take a cab there. With but but since they're taking a cab there, it really wouldn't matter where it is. So just the signage would be the only advantage. So um, I don't think that's worth much. I think if it's residential, the busy street's a detractor. And if it's mixed use, it's not that big. Although you do have a lot of foot traffic going by to buy liquor or whatever they're buying. So I guess that that has value. That's correct. Pretty pretty hard to put a, a dollar amount on that. So when you did your uh, comps, did you do them the fearless agent way? Um, actives, for this one, actives only, 10-mile radius? For this this one, no. But that I had another question. He's breaking the rules, Ramon. Uh, no, so for this that. one, the thing is, so I have a problem with my MLS because we can't do a radius search in my MLS, Long Island Board of LIBOR. So, so we how, do by zip code, zip okay, code. Okay, well that works. That's fine. Zip code. Yeah. Um, just zip. Just stack fine, up right? the zip codes until the zip codes are smaller where you are because of the density. That's correct. That's correct. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the only thing a property, property like this, like is, Utah, has one zip code. Did you know that? Okay, really? I lied about that. That's not true. No. Wyoming no, has true. two zip codes. Oh, wow. Well, we have like maybe. I know the World Trade Center, each of the buildings was a set to had their own zip codes. I did not know that. Yeah, World Trade 1 and World Trade 2 had two different zip codes, and that was it. So there, there's a smaller zip codes. The footprint is smaller there. Uh, I would do that. I would do zip codes. But but the way we do it as fearless agents to do the CMA is you're only going to look at actives because you have to compete with other properties for sale for the buyers that are going to be your customers. So if you go 10 miles north, south, east, west, if you went 10 miles west, would you be in Manhattan? Uh, yes. We'll leave Manhattan About- out. Yeah. Maybe you'll be on the water, like almost Manhattan, yeah. Yeah, so go go as far as you can without being underwater or in Manhattan. And then north, I forget what's north of you. Is it Brooklyn or? Uh, I've never been to New York. No, never? Well, I drove across the George Washington Bridge, and they charged me $15. It cost $15 to then to cross the George Washington Bridge. And it's a, a rusting, crappy, no one's ever painted it ever since George Washington built it. And uh, somebody's pocketing the money. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Some politician is lining his pockets and they're not doing any upkeep. So, but, is pricey, is but I was in New York uh, for 10 minutes for some reason. 
I was actually meeting with the uh, CEO of Century 21 International in Parsippany, New Jersey, in his office. And I went up in Uh-oh. there, and in the building, this is where uh, uh, Century 21, Coho Banker, ERA, they all had their headquarters there. And I walked into this room <laughs> while I was waiting to go into his office, and there was like an acre and a half, probably, under under um under you know in one floor one level upstairs and it was just a sea of cubicles and i thought this is where people's dreams go to get crushed <laughs> it was it was absolutely depressing but you know it's fun times okay again we're off track did you notice, Ramon? Uh, you're the engineer fault. of this train. No, it's my fault. Yeah, I, yeah. I, we got nobody to bl- I blame myself. Oh, so we were, we were going to do the radius search, and then you're looking for actives that are equal to yours or better than. So that means the lot size. What is the square footage of that lot? You told me the dimensions. I'll do math 18, again. 1,800. 1,800. 1,800 square foot lot. Oh, my goodness. Every house in Arizona is bigger than that. So then, uh, so eighteen hundred. So do, I would do seventeen hundred square foot or bigger. I'd do fi- because there's probably fifteen hundred square foot lots there. So I would do fifteen hundred square feet lots or greater, and then I would okay. do um, probably thirteen hundred square foot building or bigger. And then, honestly, I don't think the 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 number of bedrooms really matters because the lot is worth so much money they would reconfigure it. So I, I think if it was one bedroom, I don't think it would matter. So I just put any number of bedrooms, and uh, and then again, there is never any parking for anything, is there? There's no nothing has a garage ever, does it? Uh Sometimes this one because this one is in between two buildings, so it's mm-hmm. attached to both sides. So this one doesn't have a. Garage. Well, I would for the people tuning in, uh, you're going equal to or better than. So you're looking for single level or two level, but not three level, because three level is worse. So if you have a two level property, you're looking for single level or two level. If you're looking at a single level, doing comps on a single level house, let's say, you would do single level only because it's equal to or better than and two level is worse than. Um, and then if you have a one car garage, you'd be looking at one car garages, two car, three car, four car. Uh, in this case, you would leave that out. Uh, and then look look for actives, not pendings, not under contracts, actives only and then you put a ceiling price and look below that price. So in your case, I would look below uh, $2 million to start and see, see how many there are. And then keep lowering that ceiling price or raising it until you get about 20 comparable properties. So all of those will be equal to in features or better than, equal to in ish in square footage or better than, and then uh, the location is the big thing you would have to adjust for. So as you get, as you go towards Manhattan, they get more expensive, and as you, which is west from your property, I believe, is that correct? Yes. And then as you go east, they tend to get less expensive. Isn't that also true? 
That is true. Okay. So even though I've never been there, I know that because down, the closer you get to downtown any town, the more expensive it gets. So where the big highest buildings are, that's where the real estate is the most expensive and the farther away from it is less expensive. So farther away is worse than even though – it might be a better neighborhood east of, certainly it would be probably. And as you get towards Manhattan, the neighborhood might get worse than, but um, it's still more valuable. So you, you'll you have to adjust for that. And, and usually my rule of thumb is driving time difference from downtown. So if I have two, I have my subject property and a comp. And the comp is... Uh, it doesn't matter how far the comp is from my subject property. It matters how far each of them are from downtown. So let's say the comp is closer to downtown by five minutes of driving time one way. Then I would adjust that $10,000. So, And okay. really it's not going to make that big a difference. In, in Well, if it was far enough away, I guess it could. But that's it's not that big. Once you get to a million, square footage almost doesn't matter. Um, condition never matters, literally. But, you know, the land is so expensive, nothing nothing about the condition could ever fix it or or hurt it. Yeah. Yeah, the house is falling apart. Well, that's good because somebody <laughs> let the next guy put it back together his way. Put it back. It's from 1901. It's 120 years old. So is Ramon. So that's not that bad. But uh, <laughs> well, I look good for my age. He does look good. He's very well. He's yeah. got a little work done. And that beard covers up a lot. <laughs> a lot. Most of this is just my sagging chin. <laughs> I just right? grow the beard so over the you, top of it. If you shave the beard off your face. It'll be exactly this right? long, yeah. That's the ZZ top thing. Um, uh, are there any other things that you would consider in your search criteria? Um. Other than – so you wouldn't compare – you said you wouldn't compare income as to this building compared no, to this No, because building. that isn't what the val- – that's not where the value is. Value. There's no value in the rents, contrary to popular opinion. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. That lot is so expensive. Uh, it wouldn't matter what you had. For example, if you were going to live in it, there wouldn't be any rent. If the highest and best used uh, – the end user decides what the highest and best use is in this case. Because there are, if, if you walk down that street, there are uh, some that don't have a business in the bottom, aren't there? Um, in, the, in the area, just this small strip has like this six buildings and they all have stores on the bottom. And then all over the place, for some reason, in that area, in Kew Gardens, this is actually in Kew Gardens off Metropolitan Avenue, there's mostly residential. I don't know why they what do you, you know what you might do is is it backs up to uh, residential only. Isn't that yes. true? That's correct. Well, are the prices of the, of the street that it backs up to remarkably different or are they about the same? One families are much cheaper. Oh, is that right? Um, you're looking maybe one family. With the same size lot. That is correct. Okay, well, then I stand corrected. 800? 800,000, is that what you meant to say? That's correct. So the same square footage, all residential, not on the busy street, that it backs up to would be 800,000. You want me to double check that for you? Well, not for me, but for you. But but what that would tell you, 
if you're right about that, then I'm wrong. So, and I'm happy to be wrong. Not on the air. We'll let it that out. If I'm ever wrong, get rid of that crap. You know, that's part think, of your contract. People will think I'm stupid. I'm sure that's too late for that, so don't well, worry about it. Leave it, no, Leave no, it no, in. No, you, no, you're right. One family, uh, two family building would be a million dollars on the in the same area. Yeah, dollars. I'm talking about the street right behind it, the same size lot, same size square footage. Do you think the price would be remarkably different, or would it be the same? If it's a two-family building, it will be similar, about $1 million, maybe $1.1. Well, then that tells me that there's almost no value in the busy street. It didn't hurt it either. Hurt. In most, like That's here, right. it would hurt you to be on the busy street. It would be devastating financially, but um, there... It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, you're right. One family, I, I just looked at it, and it's like one point two million. Yeah, so there's no. Building. Yeah, so that that's proof I was right. Well, can we write that down? Bob was right. Can somebody? We need a sound effect for that. It happens so rarely. <laughs> it's recorded. We can just play that in a loop later on. Bob is right. <laughs> to Bob my wife. Right. Can you just you know text that to my wife? That'll be her new text when she'll she think, had, oh, Bob is right. Even Bob Ramon's right. an idiot, is what she'll say. So. um so, uh, okay, so that, that's good information for you in the future. The busy street and the, and the residential versus commercial, it's worth nothing. There's no difference. That is correct. So we've learned something here today. Like, Finally. Listen, I always learn something from you, Bob. Mm-hmm. Oh, when he's sucking up to me, we should need a sound effect for the sucking sound. Now, uh, by the way, if any of this stuff we talk about here on the big show makes sense to any of you listening and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help. If you would like to learn more, you can do what Marcin did. You can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. That is my cell phone. And we will see if you and what you're trying to do in your real estate business and what we do at Fearless Agent, uh, if it would be a good fit. So, uh, again, call me at 480-385-8810, and uh, Marcin will tell you I love talking to realtors. You don't have to think you're bothering me. Don't email me. Don't text me because uh, there is no email or texting in real sales. So call me, and if if you also would like, go to fearlessagent.com. We have a webinar there. If you go to my speaking page, Uh, There's a little uh, mini excerpt from a two-day event that we do that's about 25 minutes long. You can take notes, learn some stuff, and then uh, watch all the free videos on our website. And that would be much better coaching and training than you would pay any amount of money to any other coach. That's my guarantee. And it would be free. So, uh, Marcin, if somebody was thinking about uh, coaching at Fearless Agent, what would you tell them? Uh, do it. I should have joined sooner. Do it. Do it. Listen, he's he's the best coach. Call him anytime. He calls you right back. Any questions? On demand. On demand coaching. There you go. So, uh, what other questions do you have? So, another question that I have: um, When I do follow ups, right? Uh, you said always leave a voicemail, so mm-hmm. you would always um, always leave a follow up voicemail, correct? Yeah, or because uh, they say, "Oh, there's that Marcine guy again," and you're branding yourself. So, okay. Let's put and it. Let's put it. Let's put it this way. Let's say there's another realtor calling them and following up just as often. 
and they never leave a voicemail when they call. Who do you think is going to get the business? I will. Yeah. I leave the voicemail. Yeah, you always have to. Whenever you dial their number, you always leave a voicemail, and then... And then, and then it, you're gonna say, "Oh, now that I've left that voicemail, hopefully somebody heard it. Uh, I'm gonna adjust the time when I'll call them back." Now, because I've left that no, voicemail. If there is no voicemail, and sometimes there's just no answer. Well, and then they are probably dead because everybody has a voicemail. I don't. Well, that's well. That would be different. Then you wouldn't leave a voicemail if you can't, obviously. But would you call them every other week, or every month? Um, well, it depends on what they said on the original call. This is the secret to follow up right here. So when you when you do your original call, you say, yeah. "Where are you moving to?" They tell you where you do the, the fearless agent questions. Are you going to rent? Are you going to buy? Is it going to be a condo or a house? Is it going to be bigger or smaller, more expensive, less expensive? You look for the money problem. Then you sell them on the, on the product. Then you crush the competitors. You resell them on the product. And then you go to when. And then the secret to the when question is, and this is what you really want to be good at, Marcy. You want to be great at when is the soonest realistically that you could imagine moving day ever being so they'll they they always say well you know we were thinking about putting it on the market in the spring or something like that and you say well um actually moving day is what i'm curious about so when is the the soonest you could imagine realistically your stuff is moved out you're in denver or wherever you're moving to moving day when when is the soonest you can even imagine that being and then i get that question answered now that's going to be a lot different than thinking about it day listing it day putting it on the market day that's a separate thing and realtors are very bad about getting that 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 most problems are caused even when they're great on the phone that's when they blow it so you find out when moving day could possibly be the soonest then you could say if you knew you were going to lose a whole bunch of money by waiting only until whatever. Would you have to wait? They go, well, no, if I was going to lose money, I wouldn't wait. Okay, well, with that in mind, to avoid losing a bunch of money, when is the soonest realistically moving day would ever be? Not go right and book the appointment, but get back on track and find out realistically when moving day is. So then they tell you. And then you make a, a judgment call about when you're going to call them back based on that. So everybody's unique and different because their moving days are. And then you'd say, when should I check back with you? So if they say, oh, call me in three months, I would for sure cut that in half and call them in a month and a half. Um, so my rule of thumb was cut it in half and call them in half the time. Now, if they said, call me in a year, um, I'd call them in three months because you'll notice when you call people in a year, they've the it, the phone's disconnected because they already, you know, listed with Cobo Banker and or your competitor, and you go, what happened? Well, you 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 listened to them and you trusted them, so cut it in half. Okay. And then each time you follow up, that would change. Sometimes it goes farther out. Because they all oh, know something came up and we're not going to do it for another year or another whatever. You know, people put off unpleasant things like moving. Yeah, I noticed that. 
come in a month. That's always what they say. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, that 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 was my main concern. Well, then it's was. time for a shameless plug. Time okay. for Bob Leffler's shameless plug. So this time we're going to do it different. We're going to plug Marcine. Oh, so, Marcin, nice. if people want to refer business to you, and why in the world wouldn't they? I mean, goodness gracious. So, uh, they can call you at 718. Is that the right number? Uh, 347. Oh. <laughs> 347. Uh, I'm going to write down the new number, 347. 369. 4577. 347-369. Four five seven seven, and of course that's toll free day or night. Now, what's that other number? Seven one eight five seven seven. No, what? What? No, what is it? Why? Why? Why do you have two different numbers with two different area codes? Oh, one is a personal number, and one is a personal stuff. My personal number is a one nine hundred number, but that's another story. I don't <laughs> want to get into that now. Uh, okay, so once again, I want to thank uh, Marcine for joining us today and you. And please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can always call me directly at 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you happen to hear us. And until next week, we always do three things, right, Marcine? That is correct. We have fun, because if it ain't fun, we aren't doing it. We are going to be humble. After you have all these amazing skills, stay humble. But most of all, be fearless. Thanks, Marcy. Thank you so much, Bob. Oh.